How many of you shared Jesus today with somebody? You had the opportunity to share Christ. In other words, we, may, we, we decree every day that our angels go forth and prepare the way. Don't we? Now, how many of you listen to, listen to your angels and you, you did exactly, you went where the angels told you to go and you, you said what the Holy Spirit told you to say? If you share Jesus, that means you, you, your angels made the way. And the Holy Spirit put the words in your mouth. And you shared the gospel. You shared the truth. And what was the response? What was the response? Because anytime you share the gospel, there's got to be a response. Why? Because Mark, Mark, uh, Mark, Mark 16 says that. When you preach the gospel, there's always a response. There's always something going to happen. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. These signs shall follow. How many did you lay hands on the sick today? You prayed for somebody. This is, this is what we're all about. This is what we're praying. We're called. According to 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, we are being given a call, a holy call, not according to our works, but according to His purpose and grace. Our call is to establish the kingdom of God. Our call is to go into all the world and preach the good news. Let people know that Jesus is Lord. Now, how many of you believe Jesus is Lord? Amen. Now, if Jesus is Lord, that means God's going to make a way for you. You decree it every day, and what you decree shall be established. Am I right? And the light of God will shine upon it. So how'd it go, Fred? Amen. See, that's what it's all about. You got to step out in faith. You can't be fearful. See, being fearful is, 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 is madness, and we can't, we can't afford that. And tonight we're going to be talking about stopping the, stopping the madness that's going on in the world. That's what we're being called to do. We're called to stop the madness that's going on. Too many people are in turmoil. Too many people are bound by the devil. Too many people are confused. Too many double-mindedness. Walk in, 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 in the world. There's too much double-mindedness. They, they act one way, and the next day they act another. And, and, and what, what's sad is that it's, it's, it's in the body of Christ. It's in the church. You see it where people are, you know, they love God till, till, till it rains on their parade. They, they love God and they believe God and they're here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and they're here Sunday, and all of a sudden it rains on their parade. What am I supposed to do? And they, just, and, they, and, they, and they just throw up their hands and they're scared. Because a little rain got on them. Got some rain. The wind blew in their face. The door was blew open. We can't, we can't fear the devil. We can't fear the devil. The devil's been defeated. Say it. The devil's been defeated. The devil's been defeated. Say it again. The devil's been defeated. The devil's been defeated. Jesus defeated him. Jesus the church defeated him. Who's the church? That's right. We're the church called by his name with the holy call. We defeat the devil. The devil, Satan cannot speak when the church shows up. The devil has to leave because of who we are. See, you, we, we got to understand something. Who we are in this whole scheme of life that God has created. We are the authority. You are the authority of Christ on this earth. You, the church. And we have to start exercising our authority every day of our life. Why? Because madness is, 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 is all around us. People are confused. People are bound by sin. When God so loved the world, he sent Jesus and Jesus defeated sin. But if the church is not doing what it's supposed to be doing, well, madness is going to take over. It's in the spiritual realm. It's in the physical realm. And it's in the financial realm. It's in every realm. It's mentally. It's, it's, it's everywhere. It's in conversation. You hear people talk mad. They're, they're mad. They're, 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 they don't know what they believe. It's like whatever they decide, however they woke up that day is how they're going to believe. No. 
When I wake up, I believe in the Word of God. And it told me God wins. I don't wake up the next day and say, well, maybe God didn't win. Maybe God's still fighting the battle. Maybe God, maybe Jesus didn't quite get, get it all. No, he got it all. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 5. We know this scripture because I've used it quite a lot. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, I'm going to say that again. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. In other words, stop fighting with yourself. The first person you always, the first person you fight is yourself. Stop fighting with flesh. Stop fighting with yourself. I ain't worried about the world. The wor my worst enemy is me. Your worst enemy is you, your flesh. And he says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. In other words, I'm not going to fight with my flesh. I don't have time to listen to flesh. Because flesh is a liar. It's a liar. Jesus saved me. He didn't just save me spiritually, but he saved my body. And he says I've been made whole. So if, if Jesus saved my body and made me whole, that means I ain't, I ain't arguing, I ain't fighting with flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into the captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. In other words, this is what we are called to do according to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. This is what we're doing. We are called to pull down every stronghold. And where does it start first? Flesh. It starts with the flesh. The first place that you got to tear the stronghold is your flesh. Because flesh is real, people. And it, it reveals itself every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every month, and every year. It reveals itself. It never shuts up. How many of you had to deal with flesh today? In some capacity, your flesh spoke to you. That the time you woke up in the morning, your flesh was, hey! And it wasn't, bless you, bless you, bless you. It wasn't, good morning, good morning, good morning. It was telling you, call in sick. Call in sick. Use one of your sick days. Your body, oh, your, your, your toes hurting, isn't it? Your ankles hurting, your knees are hurting. Oh, don't you know? Oh, oh, your stomach. And, and then all of a sudden you get out of bed and you, you roll out of bed and you sit there on the bed and you're like, and your knees like, oh, don't get up, don't get up, don't get up. My knee, your knees. And all of a sudden you get up and you're like, oh, my back, my back. Oh, God. Oh, God. Or in the middle of the night like me, you got to, oh, God, I got to go to the bathroom. Because I drank too much water. <laughs> it's like, oh, what, is it my bladder? Is it this? Is it that? Is it this? Oh, 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 I got to go to the doctor today. Oh, then all of a sudden you look and you, and you get in there and you, get, you go into the bathroom and you're like, oh, I don't want to turn the mirror. I don't want to turn the light on because I'm going to see the mirror and I'm going to see what I really look like. Then all of a sudden your skin starts talking to you. It's like, yeah, getting a little there, getting a little wide around, the, getting a little flabby there, aren't you? Look at all those wrinkles. Come on. Oh, you must be talking about yourself because I am perfectly and wonderfully made. <laughs> really? See, what was the first thing we fight with is flesh. I'm losing my hair. I'm going deaf. My eyes. I can't hear right. My fingers hurt. My feet hurt. You know, I'm just saying. I'm, like, I'm telling. Oh, oh, oh. Makeup doesn't hide it anymore. Come on. All that stuff you bought from Sister Cheryl, it doesn't work anymore, does it? That's why they're always constantly coming up with something new. 
I'm like, rub this oil on you, rub this oil on you. Oh, now they got men, now they got men cream. I think these men are standing there. And, now, and you know the funny thing is, when you look at these commercials, they always got these buff men, and all that, you know, they shave their chest, and all, they're all like this. And all of a sudden, they, and, they get, and they're putting cream on their eyes, and there's two guys together, and I'm like, I mean, you see the guy, and he's like, he's, like, he's putting, and I'm like, I'll, be, I'll stay happy fat. <laughs> I'm like, God bless me, Lord. <laughs> I'm like, I ain't going there. Anyway. We laugh, but it's, it's, it's all around us. Now they got makeup for men. They got makeup for women. They got a whole, I mean, Sister Cheryl's got a whole line for men. A whole line. Stop those wrinkles, man. I mean, you put that laser thing on your head and you hope to God it'll grow. Whatever. Give me a break. But what is it? It's flesh. But do you realize you would save so much money? You will have so much more for the kingdom of God if you just understand. Right here in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Just verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. I'm telling you, if you would just learn that right there. See, when God made you, he made you perfect. Yes. Do we live in a time in a society today that what you put in is what you're going to get out? We know that. But all of us go to McDonald's. Come on. Oh, okay, excuse me. We, 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 we got saved. We go to Chick-fil-A. Excuse me. It's God's chicken. Guess what? It's cooked in oil, people. Whatever. Fried. Fried. Because you know you can't eat fried. You've got to be a juicer. Got to be a juicer. But if you, I'm telling you, I, I want you to see this because this is the madness that we live in. They got this pill, they got that pill, they got every pill that's coming out. Now, if you, if you, if you do it this way, you do it that way, or don't do that anyway. Or, you know, let's, you know, try fasting. What do you go? Intermittent fasting. Now I found a new one today. Those people that have blood pressure, if you just change the way you breathe, it will change your blood pressure. It's maddening. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. See, our job is not to focus on ourselves. Oh, did you get that? Stop putting focus on you. Put focus on the kingdom. If you put focus on the kingdom of God, God's going to take care of you. He's going to make your skin look beautiful. If you do, listen to me, if you follow in the footsteps of your Savior, Jesus Christ, and you live according to this word every day, in other words, line upon line, precept upon precept, you follow this word, God is going to take care of you. How do I know that? Because Sarah was a hot-looking woman. Go and read it. She had two nations that wanted her. And she was not so young. She was not a young cookie. She was up there in age. I mean, think about it. She was 90 when she had a baby. I mean, she had to look good for Abram because Abram was looking at all the other ladies that she was lining up for. Think about it. You follow in the footsteps of God and in the footsteps of your Savior Jesus and you live according to this word, God's going to take care of you from, top, from head to toe. You follow this word. You have nothing to worry about. Why? Because in his eyes, you're perfectly and wonderfully made. See, you, our, our focus is not our flesh. Because you ain't going to take your flesh with you. Amen. Do you want to take your flesh with you when you get to heaven? Why would I want to take this flesh with me? No way. I want a glorified body. Don't you want your new body? Don't you want a glorified body? Ain't y'all, none, none of y'all going to recognize me. Because God's going to give me that. I, he says he gave, you like yourself with the Lord, he'll give you his heart. I'm going to have some long hair. I said, Lord, I want, I want some long hair. I want a mane like a lion. Hey, you lady.
ladies laugh all you want. All you ladies, look at this. Look at this right here. Look at this right here. Look at this. Look at this. Come on. Come on. She paid top dollar for that. Why? Because she likes long hair. Well, you know what? In your glorified body, you don't have to spend it anymore. You can have long hair. Whatever you want. Fred, you want to look like yourself when you were back in the military. Hmm. But I, I, I want you to see it. Here's our focus. Our focus is not on our flesh. I, I'm adding Huber because we've had a long day. And I want you to have fun. I want you to know you can have fun in the house of God. But what I want you to see here, our focus is not our flesh. Take your eyes off your flesh. Why? Because your flesh is a liar. You hear me? Our focus is to pull down the strongholds. Our focus is to casting down imaginations on every high thing. That exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And flesh, every day, exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And it's our job to pull it down. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That is our job. Not focusing on our flesh. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 and 12 says, Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against, there it is, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against, the, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Put on the whole armor of God. So why are you going to focus on flesh when you're going to cover it up? I don't get that. Why are you going to put all, spend all this money on flesh? Ain't nobody going to see it. Because you, ladies, you put all that money. And I'm not trying to take away from Sister Cheryl because Sister Cheryl, she, she's got some awesome stuff. But when you put on the whole armor of God, when you put that helmet of salvation, you ain't going to see your face. You can't see your face. You just put a helmet of salvation on. What did he say? Put on the whole armor of God that you're able to stand against the wiles of the devil, against the strategies of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. In other words, we ain't wrestling against ourselves and we ain't wrestling against the world. We don't have time. In other words, we're not fighting with our flesh and we are not in competition with other people's flesh. I'm not in competition with you. I'm glad you look the way you look. If you want to go to the gym and, and work out every day and be swollen and think that's you, hey, Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But in the meanwhile, if you're at the, if you're at the gym working out six days a week, well, 30 minutes to 45 minutes to an hour, you better be sharing the gospel. Because if not, all you're doing is working on your flesh that you ain't going to take with you. That you ain't going to, all that was a waste of time. You ain't going to take it with you. I'm glad you could bench 350 pounds. I'm glad you could squat whatever. I'm glad you could do all these things and run on a treadmill for, you know, for 10, 15 miles. Good for you. Good for you. And you're taking care of your cardio and all that. I'm glad. And, I'm, and I believe in taking care of yourself. We got to take care of this temple. I agree with that. But if you're not doing what God has called us to do, you've lost focus. It's not about flesh. It's about the kingdom of God. We don't wrestle, uh, wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against powers, against the rules of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That is what we are going against every day. Paul tells, tells us every, all through the word of God, crucify your flesh. Crucify your flesh. Why does he tell us this? Because the world is full of madness. The world, this world that we live in is so full of, they're so full of themselves and they become mad. You, how many of you have ever been to a vitamin store? You can get lost. You know, the other day I, I had the privilege to eat breakfast with Brother Mike and Sister Julie. And she made this unbelievable, I, I mean, I've seen them, but I remember, she made me blue potatoes. Wow. They were blue. They were amazing. 
And she says, oh, these are organic. <laughs> Am I right? You said they were organic. The sausage wasn't, the sausage wasn't but the, the potatoes were. <laughs> but it was all good. But what I'm saying is, it's organic. In other words, now we don't go, we have, oh, if it doesn't say organic, we don't buy it. Because we have, in our minds, because it's been, you know, portrayed to us in every, from the news to the internet to every magazine out there when you stand in, in line to pay for your food or wherever you go in the magazine. Oh, it tells you organic, 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 organic. No, now all of us, how many of you raise your hand if you have an air fryer? Oh, come on. Because you don't use oil, you put it in the air fryer. Come on, you, cook, you get rid of the oil. You don't know more oil, no more this. And if you do cook, how many of you only cook with olive oil? Oh, okay, excuse me, avocado oil. Let me ask you this. Come on, come on. How many of you cook with good old Crisco? Come on. Come on. Come on. Crisco. Thank you. Lard. Man, the other day, we had Pastor Francis and I, we were shopping, and she bought some lard. Man, that was the best breakfast ever. Ever. Lard. You can't go wrong with lard. And I did not repent either because I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But you go to a vitamin store, there's like so many vitamins, like where do you start? Because they have something for everything. You can go mad because you don't know who to believe in. You surely don't ask the person that works there because they're never going to take you to the discount. They're going to take you to the one where it costs $100 for only 25 pills. Oh, this is the best one. Why? Because it's $100? Think about it. The world has become mad because if you don't take vitamins, if you don't take this, you don't take that. How many of you take B12? How many of you take D3? How many of you take echinacea? How many of you take vitamin C? How many people take Century 21? <laughs> century, I mean, for a, a century, a century, whatever. Century, a Century 21, I mean Century. Look at that, all people. We laugh, but listen to me. Why, why do you take it? It's because somebody told you. Who's the first one who told you? A doctor. Why? Because doctor gets kickbacks from who? The pharmaceutical companies. Oh, but how many of you go, instead of doing a, taking a B12, I mean a B12, you get a B12 shot. Oh, so you got caught up in that. You no longer take the pill, you get the shot. Because it works quicker. It's in your bloodstream. See? We believe this world instead of going to the one who created the world. And when he says, stop fighting, stop wrestling with flesh, stop. To, come on. You want to live long? You want to live long and healthy? You don't, you, don't, you, wanna, you don't have to worry about what you eat? Right here, people. Right here is this word. Just read the word. He promised Israel, you follow me, you honor me, I'll take care of you. He proved himself all out of their, even out of their disobedience. When they wandered in the wilderness, their clothes never got old. Their shoes never wore out. I mean, come on. I'm talking about shoes. I'm talking about shoes. The only time Israel died, the only time Israel died is when they disobeyed God. Think about it. That's the only time Israel died is when they disobeyed him. When they disobeyed God. If they did not, do you realize if every one of them would have not disobeyed, all those millions that came out of Egypt would have gone into the promised land in, in less than two weeks. But because of their murmuring and their complaining and their, their attitude, they found themselves wandering in the wilderness dying of thirst but in the midst of all that he still took care of them he still told them hey stop it don't worry about flesh I'm your provider the world that we live in is full of this madness why because they refuse to embrace God they, re they refuse to embrace the creator of this world 2nd Timothy chapter 3 1 through 5. 
And I'm only going to go up to this point because I got so much more and I'm, I'm not, I'll, I'll, do, I'll deal with that come Sunday, God willing. But in 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1 through 5, because this is where I want to hit home tonight. It says, this know also, this know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. How many people can say, that's true. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Here's where, here, here, here's where I want you to, verse 5. Here it is, here it is. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Having a form of godliness. If there's anything in this world that is scary. I, you listen to me. I can understand. I can understand the covenants, the boasters, the proud, the blasphemers. I can understand that. It, this is what scares me right here. If there's it, if I if I have a fear, in other words, when I mean by a fear, in other words, in other words, God help us. Having a form of godliness, but denying, but denying the the power. In other words, you are not you put on this Christian attitude, but deep down inside, you're not saved. You have this form of godliness. Oh, I believe in God, but deep down inside, you don't live it, you don't walk it, you don't talk it, you don't live it. When you come into the uh, to, to church, this is not this has all this has to do is with religion. Why? Because your mama did it, your grandmama did it, and they made you come, and you do it as an act of respect to mama and grandma and whomever, and you put on this religious attitude, but the bottom line is when you walk out of here, you are just as much as the world as the world is in you. You have this form of godliness. In other words, you act right. You talk right. But deep down inside, you're not saved. That's scary. And what's sad thing, it's in the church. It's in the body of Christ. You got men today. You got preachers today that have this form of godliness. But they're not. God. They're, they're all about themselves. They're all about um, getting rich off of people. They've, they've figured out how to manipulate. They've, they've found a scripture in the word of God and they figured out how to manipulate through motivation. They, they figure out how to manipulate people out of motivation. Why? Because they don't believe in the power. They just believe, hey, if I say it right, and they, and they, and they practice over and over and over, and they, and they learn how to talk right and they learn how to walk right and they learn how to motivate people and they listen to all these gurus out there and it shows them how to motivate people and they find a scripture it's it's hilarious how i have listened to some of these motivators out there and they are not saved they're full of the world and they find a scripture and they don't even give you chapter and verse they just quote it and they manipulate people into belief, through it for the sole purpose is to pocket, to pocket the money for themselves. And people fly, they go, and they go everywhere to, to, to listen to these people. They're on TV. They have this form of godliness. This form of godliness, but they deny the power. Many of them you watch on TV. Many of them you have, you have the books. But when COVID started, they all shut down. When COVID began to break, they stood on national TV and said, you know what, we're going to comply to the government's wishes. When they have the biggest voice in the United States, and they choose to shut down instead of say, no, we're the church. We will lead and show America how to overcome. They didn't do that. This is where we're at, people. This is a form of godliness, but they deny the power. And they justify it, and they justify everything. Listen to me. 
We all know COVID is real. We don't deny that in here. I don't deny it. But it will not dictate to me how I'm going to live for the kingdom of God. And there is people, as I speak, that are coming against us right now. They're coming against us. God willing, come Sunday, I'm going to talk about it. And what they're already propagating down, I've been communicating with Pastor Andreas, they're already propagating down in the country of Panama and how the government is God. Government is your provider. You, will, you can only go out for a certain amount of hours to do this, do that, but you cannot go to church. You cannot do this. You cannot. And all the, all the big religions that are all down there, we comply to the government. And government says, since you have complied, we are in control. And this is how you're going to live. If you don't like it, guess what? Leave, shut down, we'll, we'll shut you down. To the point where now, Pastor Andreas has to write down every person, name, temperature, all this right there. And he, and every so often the government will come by and say, we need to list the people who was in your service. Oh, that'll never happen here. You better be here Sunday. Because the articles are already have been written. The articles of what those are in authority right now are already implementing what they want to implement and what they want to be signed as an executive order or a law. It doesn't matter. It's already in motion. Why? Because this is what's here when the people who's been called by God to lead and to show the world how to overcome, steps back and allows government, allows the world to dictate. This is where we're at. Madness. It's madness. And we, as the church, cannot fight with the world. We don't fight with the world. We don't, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't compromise. We don't compromise our faith. We don't compromise our faith. But I'm not, I'm not going to fight with government. I'm not going to fight with government. But I will not compromise our faith. We will not do that. We will stand firm in who our God is. We will stand firm in what we believe in. Because God is our provider. Jesus is the source of our authority. The Holy Spirit is our resource. And whether you like it or not, it's happening. So you better get ready for it. Don't be ignorant and sit there and like, oh, what happened? Oh, Jessica, I need to talk to the pastor. No, you better get on your knees now and seek the Lord and seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I was like, okay, God, I know this is happening. We're living in perilous times. Hey, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to get? Lord, give me discernment. Because when they come and tell you and say, hey, if you don't listen to me, Sister Pam, if you don't listen to the government and say, hey, your children has a choice in how they, whatever they want to be, if you disagree, we're going to take them. And we're going to educate them. It's already happening in other, it's already happening. You don't follow our rules, we're going to take your children and we'll educate them. Oh, that'll never happen. Yeah, it is. It's, ha it's going to happen in America. Oh, we have a constitution. I've heard that one before. Oh, I've heard all that. Having a form of godliness. In other words, you better know who you, who you serve with. You better know who you serve with. Why? Because if you, if the person you serving with in the kingdom of God has, has a has this has this has this ideology right here, they are going to infect you. They're going to hurt you, and they're going to hurt the kingdom of God. You better know who you labor among. Amen. 
You better know who is saved or not. And I'm telling you right now, you cannot be afraid to call sin out. And that's what they don't want you to do. Because that's not politically correct. That's not right. Oh, everybody's allowed into heaven. No, there's not. If there's ever... Hey, let me tell you something right now. You can't fix... They ain't going to fix heaven. They ain't going to change it in the middle of 3 o'clock in the morning and say, Hey, guess what? We got an extra 500,000 people going into heaven. It ain't going to work that way. It's not. You're not going to rig heaven judgment day. Judgment day will not be rigged. I'm going to tell you that right now. Judgment Day will not be rigged. And I don't mean to get all in that direction, but what I'm saying is, is that you cannot be afraid to call sin out. You cannot be afraid to call sin out. You cannot be afraid to call sin out. You cannot be afraid to say, excuse me, son, son, you're a male. You will be a male to the day you go be with the Lord. You will never change. Young daughter, guess what? You're a girl. God made you that way. God don't make mistakes. Amen. You're not a dog. You're not a monkey. You're not a sheep. You're not, no, no, no. You're a human being. Somebody asked me today, so what are you going to do when your daughter's in school and she's in the restroom? And that person who decides to be whatever, so then I said, she's going to take him out. <laughs> she's going to take him out. She ain't going to play. Because I told her, I was like, hey, no. Like, no, you're going to call it out. I'm sorry. You can, it's, 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 no, we got to be able to call sin out. We got to be able to call sin. You can't be afraid to call sin out of it, but especially you parents. If you see your children sinning, you need to call them and say, guess what, son, daughter, I love you more than anything. And Jesus died on the cross for your sins. But if you don't change, you're going to hell. And I'm not going with you. Amen. I, I'm sorry. I tell my, 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 my I, got, I got a couple of those rebellious kids and I tell them, says, guess what? I know you don't want to hear this, but you're going to hell. I tell them, I said, you, you keep living the way you live. Keep it. Guess what? You see me now, but I don't know about tomorrow. If you come, you, go, you don't even have a key to my house. Better break a window and let the dogs out because they ain't coming with me. Oh, don't tell that me. Don't tell you always say that. I said, that's right. I said, because it's my job as your, as, the, as your father to tell you, if you don't get right with God, you're going to hell. You're going to be left behind. Oh, you get that's not love. Yeah, it is. It's love. Love has love is love. Love, love has teeth. I mean, it's truth, and truth has teeth. You can't be afraid. I'm I'm sorry. We're living in a we're living in a world that's full of madness. We're living in a world think that there's there's so many ways to get to heaven. There's only one way to get to heaven. That's through Jesus Christ. Amen. And it's time for us to start preaching that. There's only one way, and we're not going to hide it. We're not going to change our ways. We're not going to allow the government to give us like they do in Germany and like they do in all these other countries where they, give, they have a set of messages that the preacher can only preach, and they give them to it. The government gives them and say, this is what you're going to preach. That's in Germany. If you want to be, let's put it this way. If you want to be funded because the government's taking over the churches and the, church, the government pays the church, and for you to live to, to to work in that environment you got to preach what they preach and they are god they're their provider government and that is what's coming here and if we don't recognize what's going on and if we don't fall on our knees and cry out to god and ask for a Holy Ghost intervention because that's the only thing that's going to work in America is a Holy Ghost intervention. Because America has been, the, the word of God has been preached in America. The word of God, I mean, if, the, if, the, if there's any place in the world that's been preached, it has been preached in America from the north, the south, and the east and west. It is 24-7. 24-7. I mean, you turn on TV, if you got cable, my goodness, man, there's like... I don't know how many channels. If you got satellite, man, there's at least 20-something channels of Christian television. And if you stream, you can stream whatever preacher you want. 
It doesn't matter. But we have to fall on our knees. And we have to cry out to God that the Holy Ghost will bring forth an intervention. That the Holy, that the Holy Ghost will shake the body of Christ to their knees. That the, the Holy Ghost will shake every denomination made by man because it was all man-made. Shake every denomination, no longer to be separated, but be unified. Put aside theological differences, man. Jesus saves, period. Get rid of this having a form of godliness and denying the power. That's who we are, ALM. That's what we are called to not fight against flesh and blood, but to tear down the strongholds, to cast down imaginations, to come against the principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That is what we're doing. And you do it by on falling to your knees and say this is the day that the Lord has made and God is going to reign in my life today and I am going to shut hell down flesh it starts with you you do not have a say so the only thing your your flesh is going to do is glorify God it's going to reflect who my Savior Jesus Christ is that's the only thing I tell my flesh. You, the only thing you're going to reflect is not sickness, not disease, not fear, not of, not of this world, but you're going to reflect Christ. Because somebody's watching who needs Jesus, who needs to be delivered. Amen? Let's stand to our feet. God willing, we'll jump into the later, later part of that come Sunday. Unless God changes it all, like He usually does. But hey, that's God. My prayer tonight is that you see yourself as, as the church. That you see yourself as an individual that's overcome flesh. That you see yourself that no matter what, your light is going to shine for the King of kings and Lord of lords. That you're going to be that salt that you're going to bring, you're going to be that salt and light to those that, that, are, that are bound by the devil. You're going to change someone's destiny. You're going to change someone's destiny, which, which was destined to hell. But you've got to see it. You've got to see yourself as that, that you're going to change somebody's destiny. And you're not going to do it by... by, by, by Beating up on their flesh. You're not going to do that. It ain't going to work. Because you're not talking to their flesh. You're talking to the devil that's, a, that's, a, that's attacking their flesh. You're, you're, you're breaking the yoke that has gripped itself and placed itself upon them by the devil. You're there to break that. And when you do that, the pressure is going to come off them. And their flesh is finally going to feel free. Say, this is what it feels like to be free. See, they don't know that because all they know is the yoke of sin. And we're here to change someone, change that destiny, change that off them to be free. But you got to see that here. You got to see yourself as that individual. You got to see it's not just me because I'm called to be, I'm, I, this is my calling. No, this is your calling too. Your calling is just as important as my calling. We're all in it for the kingdom of God. We're all about establishing the kingdom. And you have all, your authority is the same as my authority. Oh, because I'm pastor, I have a different Jesus? Oh, because I'm a pastor, I, 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 have, a, I, I, I have a different way, I have a different authority than you? No! I, I believe in the same Jesus you did. I don't have a different Jesus. I have the same Jesus. That means I have the same as authority as you. Do I have a different Holy Spirit than you? No. I have the same Holy Spirit who gives us the ability to establish the kingdom. We have the authority, the same Jesus, and the same Holy Spirit.
We just have to make a decision. You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Sister Margaret, you're going to do it. You can go beyond casting out the devil of Mike. I know he makes me mad all the time. You can go beyond that. But what I'm saying is, is that it's here. Won't you exercise your, your gifting right now? Won't you exercise Jesus on your neighbor right now? Won't you exercise Jesus on it? Encourage your neighbor right now. Encourage your neighbor right now to be what God's called him to be and do. Won't you exercise Jesus inside of you and, and just encourage them to be a soul winner, to, be, to get out there and evangelize? Hallelujah. Encourage each other. Encourage each other. Stir up. Stir up each other's faith. Stir it up. Hallelujah. Those that are watching me on the internet, I stir up your faith right now to be what God's called you to be. Step out of your comfort zone. Get out there and be what God's called you to be. He's giving you his authority. He's giving you his ability to be what God's called you to be. Now go out and establish the kingdom of God. Establish the salvation, healing, restoration, and Holy Ghost transformation. It's in you because it lives inside of you. Jesus, who has all authority, lives on the inside of you. And it's time to exercise that authority. The Holy Spirit is inside of you. When you, got, when you became born again, the Holy Spirit came into your life. Exercise the Holy Ghost. He gives you that ability to establish the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So I encourage you right now. Get out there and do it. Go get somebody saved, healed, restored, transformed. Hallelujah. Change someone's destiny. Change someone's destiny. Change someone's destiny. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Change their destiny. For God so loved the world, He changed destiny. He changed mankind's destiny through Jesus Christ. We are His servants. We are His disciples. And we change the destiny of this world. We're going to change perilous times. What was meant for evil, we're going to turn it around, Abundant Living Ministries. We're going to change perilous times. You're going to change perilous times. Because you have been gifted by God with His authority, His ability. You can change perilous times. You can change people's perilous times. You can turn mourning into joy. You can take that mourning, that hurt, that pain, and you can turn joy. You can turn it into joy. That's the Savior we believe in. That is Jesus. Turn somebody's mourning, their pain, into joy. Give them hope. Exercise your faith. When you exercise your faith, you, you establish hope in someone's life. When you exercise your faith in what you believe in, in Jesus Christ, you change someone's life. You change their whole. You, you change their, their perception of what life is all about. You remove the madness. You remove the double-mindedness. And you give them the ability to be stable. To be stable. To have peace. To have peace. To have joy. To have happiness. That's who you are. But we have to exercise it. We have to get out there and exercise what God has given us. It's all right here from Genesis to Revelation. Read the word. Study the word. Pray the word. Speak the word. And sow the word. Sow the word. That is the last thing you do is you sow, but you got to read it, study it, pray it. What are you doing? You, that's for you. Reading it, studying it, praying it, speaking it, that's for you. But the last one, after you got done reading it, studying it, praying it, and, and speaking it, is sowing it into someone's life. 
And this is every day. Somebody needs to be sown into. And one word, one word, all it takes is one word, one word. You may, you may not even know them. And you just speak one word and it changes the whole, their whole countenance. It changes everything. I've seen it happen. I've done it. By just using one word. I didn't have to sit there and quote the whole scripture. I just used one word. And that one word changed that person's life. Raise your hands. Raise your hands right now. And say this, Lord, give me that one word right now to change somebody's destiny. Give me that one word to change someone's destiny. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now get ready for that word. Get ready for that word. It's one word. One word. Hallelujah. Look at that. How simple is our God? One word. One word. One word. You just ask God. Ask and you shall receive. Jesus says, ask of my father. Ask my father. One word. One word. That's it. One word. One word. Now, your job is to get the one word. That's it. The Holy Spirit job is to take that one word to that person that he's going to reveal to you. He, he's just going to give you the word, Sister Margaret. He's just going to give you the word. That's it. He's just going to give you the word. God's giving you the word. The Holy Spirit's going to lead you to that individual that God has given you that word, and you're going to speak that over them. And that one word's going to change their destiny. Do you believe it, ALM? Do you believe it? Now, you may be here tonight and say, you know what, Pastor Thad? I need that one word right now to change my destiny. I need that word because I have faced hell from the north, the south, and the east and west. I have faced hell in my family, in my house. I have faced hell in my job, my business. I have faced hell physically. I, for whatever it is, you, you, hell confronted you today. And it is bombarded and bombarded. And say, Pastor Thad, I need that word right now. Because if you are bound by hell, you're not going to be able to hear the word that God has for you to change someone's destiny. Your destiny needs to be changed. And it has nothing to do with you being saved. Listen to me. I, we're persecuted. When you're saved, you are the, there's a giant target on you. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy you, the church. So it has nothing to do with it. Well, I'm saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost. Listen to me. I know what it is to be bombarded by the devil. And sometimes, that needs to be encouraged. Why? Because I'm human. Sometimes Bishop, he gets my, he needs to be encouraged. But if he's bombarded, how can he hear it? 